Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Being this wise woman that you are and with so much experience, um, having to look always so professional and groomed every day in the chosen career that you have, which milestone decisions did you make? that you can attribute to this inner beauty that you have? I think right in the beginning, looking good was, well, yes, it was obviously a part of the whole image and the, the marriage that I was in, etc., etc. But when that went, I actually, it never, it wasn't that important anymore. But I think I'm, I'm fortunate in that it's, it's always been a natural thing. But I really don't... Um, drive myself dilly about if there's a hair out of place or I haven't quite put all my makeup on or I've got to, like this morning, I had to go to have this physiotherapy and I ran off, it was at seven o'clock and I just put on a tracksuit, no makeup, nothing, and off I went. And it wasn't such a big concern. So I think as life has progressed, um, the milestones are that that's not that important. But I will always look, I think, reasonably good because it's just the way I am. Uh, I, I feel better when I look good or I make the effort. And I think anyone does. I really do. You know, I, I, I defy any woman to say she feels better. Although I must say some Sundays when I really don't get out of bed and I have my schlumpf day, I feel great. <laughs> I look like hell, but I feel great. But maybe the whole world doesn't see me like that. But... I think when you walk out and somebody admires you or compliments you or looks twice, that's nice. It's nice to have that kind of recognition as well. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think I also got to the point where I knew, well, I'm definitely getting older and I'm now 65 this year. And so you're not that sort of model on the beach in your bikini anymore. But there's other things. And I think you've got the, I always say the, the bumps and the lumps and the things that are all little milestones because you've got them through all kinds of situations that you've been through. So one loves those. Badges of honor. Exactly. And I always say, you know what? Best thing to do is to stand in front of a mirror in, as you get out the bath and love every one of those little lumps, bumps, wrinkles, gray hairs and whatever else goes with it because that's made you who you are. Yeah, I and love reading that in the book as well. One body, one life. Exactly, exactly. And you have yeah. to. Um, you know, I see too much destruction. Young people as well, where they do things and it's so destructive. And you think, oh my gosh, you know, you've got a long, please God, you've got a long time to live and this body's going to go with you, you know, so you need to take care of it. You really, really do. Edith, being a woman in business, how has it benefited you? How could you use it? And how did you use it? Um, again, I never sort of really thought about it. I think I was very, I was fortunate because I was well known. 
I was that brand Edith Venter. So when people heard it, yes, they would give me the meeting. Yes, I would. they would take my phone call. Yes, maybe they would give me the sponsorship that I needed for something that I was doing. Um, or I would be invited somewhere special or nice or whatever because of my name. Um, so I think that has benefited me. I've been very fortunate and I've used it. And especially my relationship with media as well. Uh, generally, they've been very kind to me. So, But I think it's, again, a respect thing. I think if you treat people with respect, you're going to get that respect back. And that's how I've always behaved as well. And I know even in the events that I do, I think often, uh, especially corporate clients in the beginning are very skeptical, like, oh, yeah, well, she's, you know, her, and we're now giving her this event, and who knows, you know, where she get. And they are very surprised. And in fact, we just did one a little recently, and it was a whole weekend conference. Very, very top clients and top event with their top, top clients. So there was no margin for error. And it was all the accommodation and the flights and all the little details that went throughout the weekend. And the, the, the gentleman in charge at the end said, everybody remarked, and I couldn't believe that it didn't matter what time of the day or night or early morning, when we had to all go off and do whatever we were doing, you were there. You were always there. You never weren't there. And I couldn't believe that. But that's, again, it's, it's my, you know, I, I'm very particular. And if somebody is trusting something to me, I'm going to give my 120%, 150%, 200%. And, um, and they always want to put me at the main table. And I said, no, no, I'm working. I'm doing this event. I don't want to be at the main table because I need to make sure things are running. And it's always very sweet because they always caught sort of off guard and think, well, no, you know, we can't like let her be in there. You know, she needs to be there. And, and I always make it very clear to, to my clients that I, I love it. I love it and I love watching everything turn out the success it is. So in business it's it's like a little double-edged sword in a way, but it's great. It it works out well. What was the biggest risk you ever took? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Other than the tattoo, I know that. <laughs> yes, yeah. That, that, that I never told my older son that for years. And <laughs> when I did he was like horrified that I'd actually had a tattoo. <laughs> but um I think the biggest risk that I ever took was maybe marrying Johnny because I had always swore I was never ever ever going to do that ever ever again and it was a very worthwhile risk because um, it's been it's been a wonderful journey with him a very different journey to anything that I've had before so it was a risk because I really didn't want to get married but his comments and his you know his he really wanted this and I thought, oh, what the heck, you know, let's just go for it. Let's jump off that cliff again, see what happens where I land. And it's, it's been a good landing. I want to talk quickly about self-promoting. Yeah. A lot of women who get into business for themselves have to do this. Mm. And it's hard for women because we love to be given um, confirmation of how well we do, but we never really claim anything. Yeah. And you specifically are in a PR eventing where your brand is your business. Mm. Um, you have to live your brand literally every day. Mm. What advice do you have for young professional women wanting to 
do this for themselves, having to self-promote, especially with things like the internet today? I think they need to be mindful because there's, you know, you could overstep the mark so easily. It could become a negative thing. I think, I think for a young woman starting out, and I, I have many calls again, and I have many meetings, and I always give my time to young people because they're never quite sure, you know, which way they want to go and what they want to do and how to do it. And I always say, you know, get out there, and even if it starts at the office or wherever, but you need to network. You need to build up your confidence. You need to be with like-minded people and maybe people that are in different uh, situations and businesses as well so that you grow yourself. Don't be shy. And I, it's hard to say because I'm actually quite a shy person and I was very shy when I was young and growing up. I, you wouldn't, I wouldn't want you to say boo to me and I would burst into tears. But uh, So you've got to project yourself. You've got to self-project. You need to be very careful, though, about this whole, this whole social media thing. You can overstep the mark. And I've seen people who have been really doing so well, and it's just one word, one picture, one silly remark, and, you know, you're back to square one again. So use it very carefully and think about things before you push that button, because once you've pushed that button, it's worldwide. You can't take it back. You can't undo it. You can't burn it. It's there and it will be there forever because every time somebody Googles you, they're going to find that bit as well. It's such a fine line. It's such a fine balance. But I think if you just do it with the right intentions and, you know, there's nothing wrong with being humble in the right way. Sometimes you can also again be too overbearing and too pushy where people see you coming and sort of run the other way because they think oh god no, i don't want to be i don't want to be caught i don't want to you know have to interact or, or have a conversation again with that person so i think you need to find that fine line of where it's it's great and people find you interesting and where then you you overstep it and it becomes then not a good thing for you it's, you know, again, it's something that I'm just very conscious of. So I try not to, and with my corporate clients, and I always ask them, you know, how do you see me being involved? Do you want me to be there in the front or do you want me to be behind? Because it, it, I don't know why they've brought me on and for what reasons. If they want me to be in the front, I will be to a, a good part of it. If they don't, I disappear into the background. You know, it's their glory, it's their clients, it's their thing. It's not about me. So when it comes to self-promoting, if I listen carefully to what you say, you're saying make yourself interesting and available. Yes. But not overbearing. Not so over not and masculine at all and too focused. No, no and you're too self-promoting. More yeah. as in what do you need and how can I Best exactly. To get that done for exactly. you. So it's really servicing other people's needs. Yes. Make it about them. And remember, it's the detail. It's those funny little details. It's Keeping your promises. It's right, yes. And writing the little thank you note. And after you've had a meeting, saying, wow, thank you for giving me the time. And those stupid little things that we think are stupid, but they're not. It's what people remember. Often people approach me and say, I will never forget you did this. And I'm thinking, I can't even remember that. Did I really? You know, but that's what people remember. 
And they simple little things. It was just the way I was brought up. Always say please and always say thank you. You know, just it's those little but niceties. How do you manage the time to do all those things, Edith? I mean, even our interaction building up to today, you it, come back immediately straight away. How do you manage your time so well? You know what, I think it, it's, again, something that you learn. And I always say, give, give a busy person something to do and they'll always find time to do it. They'll always will. And, you know, so maybe I'll have to work an hour longer tonight because of stuff that I did or I took time to have lunch with someone because it was important. Although I knew I had a pile of stuff waiting for me on my desk. It's the little things, it's those details, those tiny little details that make the difference. But the important ones, knowing what's important, more important than the others. Very, well, Priority. yes, as well, yes. You know, and, and, and to make it real. And you're not doing it just to create an impression. You're doing it because you want to. Yeah. And people will see through that very quickly, mm -hmm. if it's genuine or if it's not genuine. But that comes through from you so much. You care. You really care. I think it's the only word I haven't used <laughs> in the whole interview. Well, thank you. But I do. And I mean, it's, it's lovely that you've taken the time to invite me onto your program, onto your show and what you're doing and, and you know, what you're now creating, which is going to help a lot of women out there. So we all need to tell that story so that they well, can share. Well, that's why we need the role models to know that it can be done. Because we think that a lot of these things are too hard or we cannot actually exactly. do them. In your book, I discovered that your secret weapon to sexiness is self-confidence. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and you also claim that it gets better with age. Mm. I wrote a blog about hot older women and I shared something about the essence of women because each one of us have our own unique flavor. What is your signature trademark beyond that well-groomed mane of yours and that naughty attitude? I think, I think my sense of humor I think uh, I see something humorous in everything, <laughs> regardless of what it is. I think not being ashamed of my body, even though it's getting older, because I think it's how you project yourself um, that creates that sexiness. I mean, to this day, I still get approached by younger men <laughs> who say, oh my gosh, you know, I just, I want to be with you. I'm thinking, why? <laughs> what is it? And I, I, I don't, but I think it is just that, that inner confidence. And it's fine that, like, you know, things aren't what they used to be and aren't as perky as what they used to be. But I think if you embrace that as you get older, it becomes quite appealing because people notice that. And if you're confident and you can hold it together, I think people gravitate towards that. They really do. And I still wonder, I mean, often the ladies that I work with laugh and say, oh, did you see that person's reaction? Whatever, you know. <laughs> and I say, really? <laughs> and, but yes, it's there. And I think um, it just comes from that inner confidence. You make a very bold statement about Italian women and people like Sophia Loren oh. who are fuller bodied oh, yes. and how much sexiness they ooze. Yes. And, but how different that is to other people who don't carry it off with so much confidence. Yeah. And they dress in the same type of thing but act it out differently. Mm. That projection you're speaking mm. of. It is about projection because it's the same full bodied woman, older woman, but 
it has to, you have to be confident within if you are wearing whatever with around those curves and, and if you're not confident then and you're going to sit in, in, in a public spot and feel like you're dying because you feel you're showing too much cleavage or this or leg or whatever the case might be, then don't do it. Then find something that will suit the way you are and build on that because it doesn't always have to be a short dress and a, 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 a whatever. It can be something long, gorgeous, beautiful, and you know you still look as sexy and divine and appealing. I think you need to find your style and find your little groove of what works for you. Um, but because you are more full body, doesn't mean you've got to wear a tent or you know a hat or whatever to hide yourself. Absolutely not. So it's all about not hiding. No. No, just go and be yourself and be confident. You are who you are. You can't change that body. You can to, a, to an extent, but why? That's your body. It's fine. People must love you for who you are. Really. They have to. <laughs> and if they, <laughs> and don't, if they don't, then you're too bad. Yeah, yeah. You move on. It's fine. The There's a million time. other people that are going to just love you for who you are. <laughs> Edith, I've always been so taken in by your approachability, which to me is the true mark of a mature inner feminine. You already do so much to empower women with your mentoring and your public talks. And in your book, you wrote a little bit that gives us a glimpse into certain parts of you, your values and your, that you stand for and your integrity. Also your, your fears and your successes. And it's very revealing and very candid and transparent. Where can women get copies of the book? I found it at a second-hand store. You know, that's about the only place you're going to get it, if you're lucky, because it's not in print anymore. And sadly, because I've been asked so many times, in fact, I wish they had done another run or whatever they're supposed to do with it, because there is no, there aren't any more copies that one can go into exclusive and buy. So the only place you're going to find them is... In the like, like what you did. You're one of the lucky authors. Most authors sit with boxes in their garage. Really? Loads well, of I them. wish I had a few more boxes because there's so many people who have asked, and I wish that maybe we had done a few more and um, been able to get more out there. Because I do, like you've contacted me and, and about the book, etc., etc., I get those little emails and contacts to say, I managed to find your book, I read it, or a friend gave it to me, or my mom gave it to me, or whatever, and thank you, you know. So well, now I'm not parting with my <laughs> book at all. <laughs> Maybe somehow we can get it onto like a, I don't know, I'm, one would, I, I would have to inquire and see if one could get it onto like a, a kindle thing, you know, where you can, yes. whatever, yeah. E-book. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> see, you see, I'm much older than you. <laughs> Thank Those you things. so much it's such for a your pleasure. precious time. It's such a pleasure. And for the incredible value that you have brought to the people who are going to listen to this. Well, I hope so. And if you, I always say if somebody, just one person takes something away, then it's been a success. It's fine. And it's always nice to share. I'm always happy to share. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California
Make It With Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had talked to me Like I want to talk to you It's choosing to remove the mask And reaching within to bear your soul Now I see if I wear a mask I can fool the world But I cannot fool my heart it's about women staying true to who they are. I love you, but I gotta stay true. My morals got me on my knees, I'm begging please. Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard. Drive my defenses down by my clothes I'm learning to fall with no safety net To cushion the load Now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself I'm your mind Giving you someone to talk to Hello and once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind. Don't need to think it over. If I'm wrong, I am right. Don't need to look no further. I'm Adele Green. And this empty chair next to me is just for you. Come and join me. Register for your membership free to get this show and many resources at www.adele-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.